Geek Shock. In old Transylvania, when I was a lad, our castle was cold, yet we never were sad. Paul jacks off with every trade. It's like, oh, Spider-Man. He's like, oh. He's that magazine. He's stroking his beard like he, and he's looking out mm-hmm. in the distance like he's really thinking of something and he's in-depth in thought. He's focusing. He's, you know, centering himself. Are you he's, centered, Paul? He's, he's trying to decide how long it is before he has to go destroy Todd's I'm bathroom full again. Of meat. Well, oh, the, the fate of meat. That. <laughs> You're full. That's not surprising. Welcome, folks. It's Geek Shock number two forty-eight. I am Master Torgo, the famous Paul. Eighties Jeff, Bonzo the Beast, and we're here to talk weekend geek. Yeah, Bonzo, we are all full of meat right we, now. We are. We we went to Famous Dave's. Great barbecue. Fantastic barbecue. Blah. <laughs> Blah. Two, like two out of three geek shockers agree. Yeah. I don't <laughs> agree. You See, don't like it either? Thank you. Uh, I don't think it's as good as everybody makes it out to be. There uh, are better barbecue yes, in the city of Las a Vegas. A lot better. I will agree there is better barbecue in Las Vegas, but it doesn't make them bad. No, I like them. There's always better barbecue. Yeah. They are the, as I've said multiple times, they are the olive garden of barbecue. Full of it. That uh, might be the case, actually. full of it. No, it's, it's true. <laughs> that might be the case. The best barbecue I think might be in town. Somewhere along the line, some horrible trauma, probably from high school, destroyed your taste buds. Both For famous Dave's, <laughs> dude, I'm like the biggest foodie in this room. He's talking about. He's talking to me like I oh, don't know yours. barbecue. I'm like, I grew up in Barbecue Central, oh, so yeah. I know on, good Kansas barbecue. Boy. Come on. Kansas and Kansas, Kansas City. is close to Missouri, right? And Missouri has some of the best barbecue. In I did. Man. I did grow up a lot in the Kansas City area. I mean, primarily, I I lived in Wichita, but my grandparents and all my aunts and uncles and cousins lived in Kansas City area. So I spent a lot of time in Kansas City, and growing up, I spent a lot of time at a lot of great barbecue restaurants. Everything's up to date. So. Okay, well, in yeah. my opinion, the two best barbecue places in town, one is Rolling Smoke. It's off like industrial somewhere. Yep. I already mentioned that earlier. T- and uh, they told even him. have the best burger in town. The burger is number one on my burger list of really? top fives in the city. That's impressive. Yeah. I did tell Torgo uh, at, at dinner tonight that uh, they definitely have the best beef ribs. Without question. I have ever had. The second best might be on my side of town. It's called TC's Rib Crib. TC's is good. Two places I haven't been. Oh, they're damn good. I'm, I'm too busy going to Famous Dave. I would oh. give Rolling Smoke the slight edge. Of course. Uh, but TC's is not bad. Hey, uh, there's they actually also just opened up Dickie's, too, on Durango near my house. Oh, really? We were talking about uh, Scorch the Clown, <laughs> who promotes another rib place. No Carab- idea. Well, Kariba Charlie's is Kariba not Kariba Charlie's. They have ribs. They're not a quote-unquote rib they're place. They're a Mexican right. place, aren't they? They're yeah, essentially. Oh yeah, that's over by that's on my yeah, side of town too. It's yeah. on like. Rainbow Do you know Scorch? I uh, don't. A wrestler? No. It's his favorite. He's a wrestling clown. Is well, so that's the clown on the billboard. Kind of like. Oh, that reminds me. They're going to have a doink figure this year on the Mattel. Right. Yes. Oh god. Kind of like Butterbean so liked good. the uh, the uh, the buffet right. at. Uh, Ooh, I like this. I like this big buffet enough for at, the bean. Uh, what's it called? Uh, it, <laughs> it was, was the, the Boardwalk the Hotel boardwalk. and Casino. Oh, I like this Boardwalk buffet. Yeah, oh, that's right. Butterbean did big that. Enough that the bean. Yeah, big enough for the bean. Big enough for the bean. Yeah. Butterbean. Oh, I'm Butterbean. I still think back to. Uh, you know, Mania 15, where he knocked the hell out of Bart Gunn. He destroyed that man. Destroyed that was not him. even fair. It wasn't. It wasn't. Butterbeans destroyed everybody. Though, I hope. Right? Uh, well, you did saw he ever Jackass lose? when he knocked yeah, out he Johnny knocked out Knoxville. Knoxville. <laughs> Boom. Oh, Knox. See, my favorite part, I mean, I love Jackass. I still do. I go back and watch it. But I loved, there was one part, I think, on a DVD I have. It was the hockey fights, right? And, of course, you know, Bam's out there with Pontius or whatever. They're on the ice. 
or something like that, and they get into this fight, right? The next day, like, uh, one of them is dressed up as the hockey player in a coffee shop. He's waiting in line, and one of the other hockey players comes up, and he's dressed in light, and he sees him through the door, opens the door, goes up to him, throws his fist out, like, way out, like, in a curve, and just hits him right in the back, and he's like, yeah, not so big now, are you? And just got him up while he's ordering coffee, and it was the best thing in the world. <laughs> We might have to post that video because it's hilarious. And I want to put a special welcome to all you scoops that decided to join us this round who wanted more uh, more nerd than jock this time. Hi, hey, scoops. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes, I'm uh, sorry not trying to be the jock, but it was funny. <laughs> you don't strike me as jock. I'm not. All right. But I do like sports. I okay. like, you know. Uh, boo, sports, boo. <laughs> I sometimes wonder how many scoops we lose for Paul by by just being what we are. Welcome sports (laughs) scoops. It's like, oh, Paul's on another podcast. Who are all these other jerks? Welcome sports (laughs) scoops, nerds of all different kinds. No, no, no. We're getting lots of fans that are checking us out. Thanks, guys, for listening. Hello, new listeners. A lot of fun. So what geeky things you do this week, gentlemen? Well, uh, went to the uh, annual Star Trek convention Creek. Bah, the Rio. Bah, bah, I have something cool bah, to mention bah, 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 when he's done with this by the way go but, for it yeah. uh, right. creation's own Star Trek convention happens yes. every year the biggest one biggest one in the US right now um, happens at the Rio here in Las Vegas uh, they actually put some money into it this year I was shocked Wow! They put up. Did uh, they double charge everybody as normal? No, they they kept the price. Well, I mean, I'm sure they increased the price. I I bought the Groupon, so I didn't all right. feel like you know giving them all of my money. Uh, but they um they put up like big signs and stuff for the theaters, complete with like trans lights and stuff, and actually made it try to look somewhat professional as opposed to just like the the like placards. Well, typically they do like those cheap vinyl. Uh, banners that I are easy hope to print. These signs were not the highlight of the convention. No, I'm just saying, you know, those these are examples of <laughs> right. some of the touches so, they so did. I, I, don't tell me about pens. Give me highlights. Uh, How was the parking? <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> so so Jeff, the signs that they bought uh-huh. are these signs that could be manipulated? The letters can be changed around so like they'll use them next year kind of thing? Or were these one-time signs? Uh, I think they're they're interchangeable for like they could they could just ch- swap out a couple of things for next. So year. it looks like they drink. really made an investment in something quality. But what I was trying to reuse. get at with the signs is that they also did little uh, other little touches. Like they had a recreation of the Guardian of Forever that was a photo op. You could take your picture. Yes, in front of that, that was cool, and that was they free a, for any attendee. Yeah, free for and you didn't actually technically have to be a tr- uh, an attendee. Was it illuminated it was, as well? Did it, it light was, up and change light it colors? And it was stuff? illuminated. Had a. Uh, uh, Little excerpts from the the uh, oh, it was from, saying from sounds the, the and TV shit. Show. Cute. Yeah. So we could say that this convention was done well. Who was the yeah. voice of the Guardian of Forever in the show? Oh God, uh, I used to know Samuel this Jackson. One. No, yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm the Guardian of Forever. What does he sound like? Um, they also had a little. He sounds um, like he's in an echo chamber. I am the Guardian of Forever. It's a they Tony also had a, You must kill. Edith Keeler. <laughs> he said herring. They also had a, a, a little transporter uh, platform that was a photo op thing that you could go stand in and take a picture of. Mm-hmm. Um, they, CBS actually, I should say, um, brought down a lot of props and costumes, formerly of the Star Trek The Experience mm-hmm. History of the Future Museum. So... It was kind of funny to see those again because it's like you, you you walk through and there's all these little telltale 
uh, you know, signs on each of the the props or the or the costumes that you remember from the museum. It's like, oh yes, this was this was in our museum. They and cleaned out most of the museum. Most of no, the- no, all of that, all of the museum pieces. Went back to CBS. It was just chunks of other shit. Uh, chunks, yeah, chunks of other stuff that wasn't in the museum. I mean, because whatever wasn't nailed down. Well, the the museum, uh, they they had like what an did inventory. They do with the timeline. Of, did they take all those? The timeline pieces? ended up getting sold off. That was uh, they, that was one of the things that went to the warehouse here in <sighs> Vegas that got auctioned off. Wow. And some of it was purchased, and some of it went on a trash heap. But uh, anyway, getting back to the convention. Um, well, how good that thing's not good for unless it's the whole thing. <laughs> you say that? How can you sell that in bits and bloops? Some people, fart, fart, some fart. people just want a piece of the the place. Some people can eat my balls. <laughs> uh, but you know, speaking of the experience we did have on Sunday night, is the the last panel of the night. Uh, we had the Star Trek: The Experience panel. Uh, it was extraordinarily well intended. I mean, it was the, the room was packed. There were only a few empty seats in the place. But how big a room? Think? Um, I'd say there was probably, I don't know, 100, 150 tops seats. Okay. So, um, you know, I, I've, so I've got... So 100 people. I've got a video That's of packed, it. man. Well, that was a lot of people. For an attraction <laughs> that shut down seven years six, ago. Yeah, six yeah, years ago. That's, that'll say quite a bit. So, back to your convention thing here. Yes. So I had, believe it or not, I had my own little experience this weekend. With oh, yeah? Oh. Are you experienced? Yeah. Have you ever been experienced? So, um, I found out that, you know, Tony Todd was in town for yes. it, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm a big fan of Tony Todd, not just sure. like, he was he's, in Star Trek, for those of you that yeah, don't know, he's he played Morse Brothers Kern. Candyman. Yeah, Candyman right? yeah, candy candy was where go. I know He from. also played the adult Jake Sisko in... Uh, Right. Um, uh, shoot, I just totally so, forgot the name. He's of one of my favorite actors. He's I found Kern. out that he was in town. But yes, right? he's Kern. Kern, son of Mogue. Town. And I tweeted him. Was like, hey, you know, I see that you're in town. If you need any assistance while you're here, please feel free to let me know. And so, you know, about an hour later, I get a tweet that says Tony Todd is now following you on Twitter. One, two, I get a message from him personally, like, hey, I'm swamped with work. He's also reading a bunch of scripts while he was here. So he's like, hey, next time I'll hit you up that I'm in town. I was like, you got it, man. Anytime, my pleasure to help you out. So now that's cool that I have, and it's weird that I have a lot of these interesting individuals that follow me on Twitter to begin with. I have a lot of musicians that follow me on there. Well, but you're a music, music journalist, right? So. But I mean, there are some big, bizarre, top-notch people that are on, <laughs> uh, that are following me on Twitter yes. that I'm just weirded out by. And now this is another one where it's like, okay, he's not that big to a lot of people. He's but, huge to me, but he's yeah, in essence, like Candyman, whatever, to the guys that you know, growing up who we love or whatever, that is a big deal to me. Sure, I'd love it if. Tony was following my tweet. So yeah, and I mean, I mean, I met him for the first time in 2009 when they had a they had a Fangoria convention here, and he was, you know, he's a very tall, intimidating guy, you know, that oh, deep yeah. voice. But he was, he's as nice as could be. Teddy bear of a human being. Yeah, he really is, really nice guy. Um, I matter of fact, I think when I met him, he was sitting next to uh, Andrew Bernarski, who did uh, Leatherface. And for those that don't not aware that he also played Zangief in the Street Fighter movie with Van Damme. Oh wow! So, but uh, yeah, so that's kind of my geeky thing for the. Star Trek uh, convention this weekend. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so. um, but yeah, I had I had a great time. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. I was going to date that girl, but she had a letter face. <laughs> Paul, what'd you do to geek this week? Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. What did I do? Uh, well, we got our award, a major award for uh, for being a jack off. Nope. No, I, we won the best well, local podcast. Yes. So Be- yes, technically, we did win for being best a jerk local off. podcast. For Las Vegas, from uh, Las Vegas 7 uh, magazine, and we got to go to their little soiree. Oh, how did we not get an award? 
How did who not get an award? You're, you're saying Geek we? Shock? I'm assuming Geek Shock got the no, award. No, 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 no. This is Matt and Mattingly's. Oh, ice cream that, that one. Okay. And ice well deserved, social. I might, must Thank admit. you. Thank you. The uh, professional podcast the professional that he does. Podcast. Right. <laughs> right. So uh, we went and uh, it was a great time. The wife got to come out with me too. Oh, great. Really nice. Yeah, yeah. It was beautiful, fun evening. Oh, yeah. My friends were there up at uh, the foundation room. Yes, sir. That's the spot. Almost Normal was there. It was good. Was it was good. a good time. Uh, did that. It wasn't really geeky. That wasn't really geeky. Nope. Uh, what did I do that was geeky? I did something. But congratulations otherwise. Thank you. Uh, oh, I just played a lot more Magic the Gathering. What the fuck is going on? He's got Jeff something is exploding. Oh, he's a, he exploded. What's, did, you, did you verp or something? <laughs> no, I... I've been having sinus problems all day. Oh, <laughs> poor guy. It looked much more tragic yeah, than it that. Terrible. It did. Well, like literally I couldn't breathe there for a second. It was like, <laughs> oh, like Jesus. closed off my airways and there Paul's for a second. And happy about that. Notice <laughs> no, that. No, I'm not. I was scared. <laughs> it was a little terrifying. Um, I tried to do it away so that I didn't make <laughs> it. It looked more horrifying than possible. You're like <laughs> trying to hide it. And it's like, <laughs> like a face hugger coming on you. Uh, what? Oh, I, yeah, that Magic the Gathering is great. That new magic, the new on, digital one. Oh, you still don't have it yet? Have Ass it. clown! It's so true. goddamn good. You clown shoe! It's so fucking good. I'm not exaggerating. It's the greatest I, game I ever. I believe no. you. It's incredible. It's the best incarnation of magic. <laughs> oh, the meat! Oh, I'm so full of meat. <laughs> so full of meat. The meat that went into Paul's mouth tonight. <laughs> uh, what else did I? Do? Oh, I gotta go get Street Fighter. That's my geeky thing. The Xbox Ultra- is having a sale. X- Xbox is having a big sale. So when this comes out, the sale will be on, and it's all Capcom fighters. Five bucks, you can hook yourself up with a bunch of great shit. On Xbox? Yep. Three sixty. Uh, Dark Darkstalkers. Darkstalkers 1 and 2 is 5 bucks. Uh, you hear this, PlayStation? Street Fighter Get 3 is $3 and some change. It's ridiculous. It's great. And he'll sing the praises of downloading them for $5 a piece until the verification server goes down and he can't play any of his games. Mm, I have tested it without being online. Yeah. 90% of my Xbox Live titles still work. There All are right. a few that default to... Uh, because I know that? the 360 is is worse about this or right to a now. Demo? But it, yes, it, it pings many the Xbox default, Live servers. Yeah, many of them default to a demo. Like when you first power it on to make sure that the one uh, that really breaks that my heart online. is it's fu- Catan never works offline. Oh yeah. So that one that's when when Xbox for 360 support is done. That's it. Catan no more. Some days I wonder if you work offline. I do. <laughs> I work hard offline. Does. Without uh, a, a net connection. Yeah, without, I work hard offline without a net, baby. Um, shit. What else did I get up to? And it is my general improv shenanigans. Sort of general malaise. Good times. So who saw Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh, I saw, I saw Guardians of the Galaxy. Apparently, yeah, apparently everybody in this room except for me. Okay. <laughs> so we will discuss it kindly and yes. spoilerlessly. No spoilers. All no right. spoilers. Um, probably have to go see Paul, it tomorrow. you want to go first or you want me to? Go ahead. Okay. First of all, I thought this may be the best Marvel movie they have done. Other than Winter Soldier. I mean, realistically, this... And by the way, for you guys 
for you guys going to go see the movie. I personally say go see it in IMAX 3D. I personally think there's no other way to see this movie. It was perfect. And I'm a guy who hates post-production 3D. This movie in IMAX 3D, there's no way. I mean, you cannot miss it in IMAX 3D. I'm not kidding. It made the movie. If I felt like I was right there while they were filming it. Like, I felt like, you know, everything that was going on, I was a part of the action. It's more. filmed beautifully. It is a beautiful There's so film. much going on. The story is great. I think so anyway. You know, and the little, you know, I know a lot of people are going to be upset about the the end credit scene, which obviously, you know, I'm not getting into that mm-hmm. uh, because they don't think that it teases into the next one, which it doesn't. Right. But that's because, no spoiler here, but they gave it to you in the middle of the damn movie. That's why, because the movie no, was part of it. Yeah. The movie was part of it. The movie is the, tra- the the movie is the credit scene that you're waiting for. It is the next chapter in the full Marvel arc, right. without a doubt. And with yeah. these are characters that people don't really. I mean, the the regular non comic book reader. These are characters that people don't know of, and yet they made them lovable. They made them. You know, they made a great storyline based around the team. And I think it's it's kicking ass. I mean, it made ninety four million on like a Friday. There is not a weekend. lot of charm in, in the this weekend? movie. 94 for the weekend. 94 for the weekend. It's still yeah. not bad. It's still, no. It's great. It's in fact, really they were. It, it was they expected it to, to be 60. about 60. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Mar- I think this is the movie of the summer. Marvel has a hit. Another hit. Mm-hmm. Cool. Gentlemen. Paul, any thoughts? Uh, it's very good. I still prefer Winter Soldier and um, Iron Man 3, but only just barely. Uh, it was very fun. I could go see it again good entertaining flick i had a good time with it bradley cooper didn't really do anything for me it's fine but it's really the mocap people that made that i still think rocket stole the show a little bit Uh, just because the mocap is good but it's all good it's good flick that's uh, i I don't think that rocket stole the show i think everybody had their moment to shine in that movie and 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 took it and shown quite a bit like i said the only the only down the only downside i have is it, it it feels a little like Andy from Parks and Recreation goes to space at certain points. <laughs> and how awesome was Dave Bautista's Drax? Surprisingly good. Yeah, he really, really did. Really well uh, done. Really I was shine. I was not happy about the casting. Again, yeah. I'm I'm eating crow. Blue he, did, Tista. he did great. Blue Tista came Blue through. Blue Tista came through. Yeah, I was going to say, because uh, that was probably the one thing I was on the fence about about this movie, because I saw him in some movie recently. It was, it was like two years fist? ago. Huh? The Man with the Iron Fist? No, this one was like he was... Some mob enforcer on that television. In, no, it was on HBO or, yeah, or Showtime. Like, yeah. Oh, that, that's the, the uh, son. and the, he turns around. The killer and, had two dicks. Right. <laughs> you seen that one? I've seen a, that. One. It's a really dark noir but piece. He ends up like Dave Batista. He tries to. Yeah, he tries to protect. He tries to protect everybody, but the killer well, has two dicks. Sure, and you can't fucking fight it. You uh, can't. It's like a. It's like a tongue that's been cut in half. It's like <laughs> so. The dick can go go. Either way, man, it's, at it's the same gross. Time, it's gross. The movie Batista. was horrible, so oh, I, was yeah, yeah. Like, well, I was like, wow. It's um, basically just Batista fighting two dicks. Yeah. It's like <laughs> So, but yeah, he, he really outshined himself in this movie, and he really did well. Um, I expect I got more, one dick. I expect, well, <laughs> Come really at good me. things for the second smack, chapter smack, smack. of... Uh, I have two dicks. Hence the title of the movie. <laughs> the killer has two dicks. Well, it's a good thing it didn't do well, because the sequel would have been... You can only go up from there. Yep. <laughs> Coming next summer. The killer has Gross. three dicks. Gross. <laughs> and then guess what comes out the next year? What? what, what? The killer has four dicks. <laughs> oh, so some, it's not some, going some up in even numbers? No. No. It's, it's, what? no. 
<laughs> Why would he go up at even numbers? Well, if he started with two, that's unusual. <laughs> well, if you slice the ah! two, you're going to get four. Yeah, exactly. It's like the exactly. It's not the hydra. <laughs> it's not a hydrocock. That's on sci-fi. <laughs> hydrocock versus mecha shark. <laughs> well, I recently finished uh, writing movies for fun and profit. Fun and slashed out Robert Garant, Thomas Lennon. One of the best books on writing screenplays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mentioned that. Uh, I've, I've ever read. Super entertaining. It'll probably be featured on a future Ugly Couch show. Uh, but one thing they do in a chapter is basically outline how every summer movie should be written down to the page. And once you have this in your mind... You are forever changed when you go to the movies. Because every movie follows this right. formula. And as much as I love Guardians of the Galaxy, and I did love it, it was bright, brightly apparent during it. So I'm, I've got the book here. Oh, and, so you're going to spoil it for the rest of I'm us not, I'm not. No, no, no. no this, this is what you tell me if this is not every movie you've ever had. Now remember, years. basically every page is a minute of movie time mm-hmm. on a screenplay. So Right. Pages 1 through 10, we meet your hero and the world he or she or they live in. That's 1 through 10. If you created a character or situation that can't be explained in 10 pages, it is wrong. Page 10, the inciting incident. Fancy talk for something out of the ordinary happens to your hero. Page 25, your hero is launched into the story. 45 to 50, things get worse. 65 to 70, something even worse happens. (laughs) Around pages 70 to 80, things get as bad as they possibly can get. And then 80 through 90, show the audience that winning is going to be harder than we even thought it was going to (laughs) be. Page 90 through 100, the climax, the hero wins, hooray. Final pages, your heroes walks away into the sunset. James Bond's cruise, Dr. Goodhead on a raft. So that is it. Okay, so... I was getting something to drink. Basically, this is this is a a book about how they are written. How well, it's, summer blockbusters are written. It's how, basic film theory. It's just expanded. He's they've 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 expanded it out because I mean you've got your 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 typical story follows a fairly common. Maybe arc. we should do something. You know, that you talk about doesn't do that. Apparently, ever since uh, that screenplay book came out. Uh, Whatever you do, save the cat or something along those lines, which kind of outlined that basic idea. Every movie has followed that same track. At least the big blockbusters have. This doesn't include indies in in interpersonal dramas. These are the big money making movies. And if once you have that theory and that page set up in your mind, you watch any movie and it at least the blockbusters, that's the way it goes. Simple as that. And in watching Guardians, very apparent. And looking back at the rest of the Marvel movies, every single one of them follows that exact same formula. We need to get away from this formula. Good luck. <laughs> no, no, that's just it. You're not going to get away from the formula because this is the candy for the brain. This is the way yeah. the brain yeah. wants it's, movies to work. It works. No, yeah, I don't we, want those moves to work like yeah, that's that. What you, that's what you say on the outside. You just that's, said and it. that's what your intellectual brain You just brain said says. it was your favorite Marvel movie, and it's exactly the plot that <laughs> well, it follows. Well, yeah, right, I mean, based on, based on the movie itself, but like, yeah. I know that the plot line, it's the best Marvel movie with this plot, Okay. That's what I'm saying. But I'm, if we can get around that, I mean, there are other movies that are not around those parameters. Sure, your indie you, movies, yeah. definitely. Again, your, your personal drama movies, certainly. 
Um, May but, I suggest that Pulp Fiction was obviously not written like that. Cake Farts does not stick very <laughs> tightly to that. <laughs> right. That was a very indie film. Mm-hmm. God. Oh, Cake Farts. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Rachel Bloom. <laughs> oh, Paul. Have you seen Cake Farts? No, I have not. Oh, <laughs> you got to see Cake Nobody Farts. Nobody can hear you. Cake Farts is great. <laughs> Nobody can hear you. All right. News you don't give a shit about. A strange amount of news this week. Actually, the news you don't give a shit about this week could go good. So you're saying we might give a shit about a, it? A shit might be given this week. Well, then why is it in news we don't give a shit about? Because typically they have gone in this category in the past. Because sometimes there are shit that I give a fuck about. Oh, sure. Yeah, like I say, your mileage may vary, man. <sighs> Paul will probably give it up. Paul loves some of this shit. He does. What? All right, news you don't give a shit about. Let, let's let you decide. The Hollywood Reporter claims that Paul Feig, director of Bridesmaids and The Heat, is the front runner to take on the long gestating Ghostbusters 3. Hmm. Over at Variety, some inside sources have revealed that the third entry in the Ghostbusters franchise will get now the dreaded reboot treatment. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be ladies. Focusing on female Ghostbusters to be played by comedic actresses. Hey, ladies. Holding my microphone away so that way I don't yell into it from my disdain for making this third film. <laughs> I can't. Well, it's no not one can be hear the you third when you do film. that. It's not going to be the third film. It's nope. a reboot. That's the yeah. thing. It's a new. It's going to be rewritten from scratch. Ghostbusters 3 was originally going to be helmed by Ivan Reitman. He directed the first two. However, he exited the project on March 18th. <laughs> so the office scribes Lee Eisenberg and Gene Stupitsky were brought on to board on 2008 to pen the script, revive the franchise. Uh, While Men in Black 3 writer Eden Cohen was brought in 2012 to redraft it. And now the script was revised following the death of Harold Ramis on February 18th. And now it's getting completely burnt up starting from scratch. No. Reboot female Ghostbusters. No. Which, interesting idea. It could get pulled off. However, it's not the Ghostbusters I really want to see. This is never going to happen. I don't. Oh, no, it's happening. At this point, because... Of this scratch treatment, I think there's a better chance of it happening you think? than before. Yep. Yeah. I think it's going to happen. Every dude. time they, they, they try to do something. I mean, they, they've talked about doing a pseudo reboot in the past and, you know, just, you know, the, the torch pass thing. and. But I think that's these, gone. Yeah. I, the, all these things just, it's like they, they evaporate eventually. It's just like, well, it's, no, let's well, we'll scratch that idea. Now here's what we're going to do. Well, no, I, no, will, no, scratch I will say that. This. We're going to do something else. I have a. I'm still uh, about the whole idea of another Ghostbusters. Right. But I'm more on board now, I think, with a scratch restart than I am with all the shoehorning that was going on before. And the will Murray be a part of it? Won't he? And then with with the Ramus passing. Right. That it was just becoming a, a, a mess. And as long as they don't try to redo the same story, that's that's what I care about. If it's, you know, there's the yeah, casting. Pretty Paul Feig is a good director, I think, in these hands. Uh, can you imagine Stay Puft Marshmallow Man being in this movie? <laughs> no. Can you imagine? I don't. I don't. Uh, want, you know what, yeah, I mean? you know like, what it's going to be yeah. because if it's all females, right? They're going to want to. They're going to have like gonna, some emotional it. food gonna, eating going. Some on. emotional <laughs> food eating. <laughs> I knew. Oh it. my god. I knew it. Oh my God! Now, I'm, not against, I'm not against this. I'm not against this movie being made because it's if all a females. giant Kotex pad comes stomping through New York. Oh Lord! We had Dune, enough of Tampax Dune, last week. Please stop. Dune, 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 
Dune. I am absorbent. <laughs> Dune, Dune. Well, there's Dune. something you don't see every day. Dune, <laughs> Dune. I mean, what did you do, Ray, Ray Nina? <laughs> I tried to think Raina. of the most. Raina, <laughs> Raina. I tried to think of the nicest thing. Something that could never hurt you. Something that could help you on your heaviest of flow days. And there it was. The tampax with wings. The, the Kotex pad of my dreams. I couldn't help it. It just popped in. Dune, dune, dune. The next time right. someone asks you if you're a goddess, you say yes. Dune, dune, dune. You silly oh, bitch. I will channel away your heavy flow to the sides and then absorb the rest. Change me frequently. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three, roast it. <laughs> it would actually catch on fire, though, right? Yeah. Well, so did Stay Puffed, if yeah, you remember. Guess, you know, yeah, but it takes a little more. It takes a little more. Let's show this prehistoric fucker how we do shit downtown. <laughs> I'm, I'm just against this movie in general, not because of the female parts, because, because right. of... No, we're not doing anything new anymore. We came, we're not doing we anything saw, different. we kicked its ass. That's what well, I'm looking for. Well, I, just, I don't think it needs to be rebooted. I don't I just, think so either. I, just, I don't think yeah. anything well, needs to happen here. The real scary thing is that, as we've discussed before, whenever they've tried to create a new story with Ghostbusters, i.e. the comics, it's been really poor. Yeah, it'd be really fun. Why not just well, have them be their daughters? With the exception of the video game. The video game was really well written. You're, yeah, that is a fine point. Video game was pretty good. Yep, that is a proper sequel to Ghostbusters. Yeah. If you haven't played, well, now what Hell, weren't elements better... of that? Weren't elements of that I tossed around as game. a possible? Yeah, I, I, first, so. I believe it was. I never got to play the game. So, if you want a, a Ghostbusters sequel, find the PlayStation Three slash Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty Ghostbusters the video game. Yeah, it's as close as you're going to get to a real we'll sequel and very interactive. It's quite good. Yeah, it is a tasty story. It is good. It's uh, yeah, and it. Uh, it's it's so well done. Uh, the, the the entire voice cast is there. Yeah, it's a better sequel than the second movie was. You're making me want to play it oh, again man. right yeah, now. I know the second movie. Well, I was. I, in fact, a, a a friend of mine at work was was telling me that he showed his kids Ghostbusters two, and I was like, "Why would you do such a thing?" And I <laughs> Why said, would you "I'm do like, such I'm a like, thing? here, you really need to borrow this video game and play it. The it's best, a much better sequel. The best thing about Ghostbusters two is the beginning, where all the kids keep screaming, He Man, <laughs> He Man.' That's my. I love that. He Man was huge, guys. Yeah. You know how big He Man was? Monstrous. He's huge. Well, oh, just look He-Man. at him. He-Man's coming back, too. There's That's going to be interesting to see that gestate. A lot of good He-Man news, yeah. Did you see the thing where they were talking about, like, proportionally speaking, like, He-Man could not be a real living creature? Because oh, absolutely. Of, you know, the old talking, school like, one? Yeah, like the, the actual figure they're saying. The original some, ones? Something yeah. like with, with the, the total weight of his muscles and yeah. how narrow his waist was, it wouldn't, like... No, he'd it. die. Yeah, it, it, like it, his back would not support him. If you look him, at the old toys, they like look that. crazy. Yeah, the new ones are beautiful, but the old ones, they're they look crazy. Like now, I don't even like them as much. <laughs> like when I was a kid, they were the greatest thing ever. But now I'm just like, they look crazy. They just don't look because toy technology is caught up with it. Deformatron. Right. Yeah. They all look all. Bleh. <laughs> But that line went so long, the toys got weird and different. Oh, yeah. They were just throwing it out Some of the sculpts. There. What's improved? the name of the camera head one? That was the, like a winner of a Photog. contest. Yeah. The fearless Photog. Yeah. News you don't give a shit about. Deadline has fi- uh, filed an extensive report on Sony Pictures' current revamping of its biggest franchise, uh, which is amazing. Spider-Man. 
series. We know they've pushed back Amazing Spider-Man 3 to 2018, setting the release date for Sinister Six, November 11th, 2016. Uh, now it's been revealed that a spinoff movie starring a, quote, major female character from Spidey's canon, unquote, is coming sometime in 2017. Uh, the Bending Money says it will be either Black, Black Cat, Cat or uh, Spider-Woman. Black Cat. Be more unlikely. Spider-Woman. Black Cat. Yeah. Especially since they've introduced the it's Black character, Cat. basically, in the it's last It's Black movie. Cat. Uh, all that we know for now is that Lisa Joy Nolan, a writer who's done some work for the TV series Pushing Daisies and the upcoming remake of Westworld, is penning the script for the film. In addition to that breaking news, Deadline uh, had some other interesting nuggets of info. For example, the Sinister Six movie could feature a lineup of Doc Ock, Vulture, Mysterio, Electro, Craven the Hunter, and Sandman. And that other announced Spider-Man spinoff, the Venom movie, has a working title of Venom Carnage. Biggest takeaway from all that is The Amazing Spider-Man 2 being the lowest grossing, <laughs> wow, the lowest grossing of Sony's five Spidey movies. The studio is aggressively moving forward that's with more from that universe. That's saying Spider-Man 3. <laughs> yeah. The now, do you think they're, try, they're doing this movie in 2017 as just a way to kind of keep the license while they're... No, while the license is doing fine. No, no, I mean, because they have to keep things in development every, like, certain number of years. They, in but order they to already keep are. It. I think that it's... I mean, but but because they're pushing it's back just Spider-Man competition 3, with Marvel, that's what it is. Th- yeah, they've, they've seen the that the thing is working for Marvel, so let's keep making these offshoots I combining films. I am really films. depressed Spider-Man isn't at Marvel. <laughs> Yeah, it makes me really it's, sad, and and and, the, and probably never will. Same be. with Wolverine. That's the saddest part. Mm. Yeah, Sony Picture. Well, <laughs> interestingly enough, Sony would have to go bank. The uh, Columbia Pictures, Sony Pictures would have to go bankrupt in order to do it. But um, you heard it here, I, folks. See no Sony Pictures ever again. or Columbia. No, no. But what I was saying <laughs> is uh, that was uh, talked about several months ago as a possible way for Sony to. Recoup, recoup some, some of its losses because they were looking at selling the studio. Mm. So if they sold the studio, uh, there's the potential that whoever bought the studio could either keep well, it or do. sell it back to to Marvel. I hope they sell the studio, but uh, <laughs> I mean it was all speculation, Jerks. of course. But uh, but yeah, that was you know it's it's a f- one of the few things that still makes Sony money. Marvel should never let that happen. Well, they were that's it happened they because they, they were can't on the do earth, anything about it. Yeah, they were. They were, you know, so far in the red, they were willing to do anything to keep, you know, from fading from existence. Selling off X-Men and Spider-Man, though, that you had to, I mean, knowing that, I'm not saying they knew down the line that they couldn't know. the Ultimate yeah, they, Avengers they or the never Avengers known. would have come to mind. And If you want to know all about what led up to Marvel selling all that off, there's a book out there called Comic Book Wars. Thick book, which is basically about the business practices of Marvel in the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> Which were a joke. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And it is it is a fascinating read. A little dry, but it is fascinating. <laughs> well, the only thing that saved DC... Paul's like a little. <laughs> yeah, the only thing that saved DC throughout that time was that's ownership by Warner Brothers. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, Mar- Marvel was still fairly independent. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and DC, DC, DC during that time had their successful cartoons. Sure. Yeah. But, I mean, as they also... The comic book property goes. They were also they struggling like, like Marvel was. Yes, but not but as they had bad. That, like, but they were under a bigger umbrella, so they, yes, they could absorb more losses. Absolutely, than, but than their, their properties had visibility. Marvel had nothing. Well, sure, on there yeah. Except aside from Spider-Man, which wasn't uh, that. Although I, I like that series more and more as I get older. It's weird and, that uh, '90s yeah. Spider-Man. 
And they had the With X-Men the Aerosmith. series. Oh, man. Oh, X-Men. Yeah, X-Men so in the 90s poorly animated, really good. but good fun. <laughs> the, the I own cartoon? all that shit, yep. Oh, it was fantastic. I used to watch that Saturday mornings. It was great. So, yeah, that's where you want to go to if you want to learn why Marvel does not own their own property. It's a shame. Check uh, it that Wolverine and the X-Men series that came out, if you haven't seen that yet, uh, it's on Netflix right now. Go watch it. It's wonderful. Wonderful Animated? cartoon. Yep. Have you not seen it? No, I have not. Oh, dude. So good. Okay. Wolverine and the X-Men. I'll check it out. Yep. News you don't give a shit about. Gamasutra is reporting that the government of Thailand has banned Tropico 5 in the country. According to the report, the government is worried that people will play the game and be compelled to rebel against the rule of law there. Quote, in the fifth installment, the storyline has developed further, and there might be some part of it that's not appropriate for the curtain situation in Thailand. The distributor's marketing manager, oh, this name, Nonglok Sahavatanapong, told the AP. Nonglok Sahavatanapong? Nonglok. Nonglok? Nonglok. That's his first name. Nonglok. Nonglok. Sahavatanapong. Sahavatanapong. I had to phonetically write that down. <laughs> she went on to say that her company will not appeal the decision. So yeah, Thailand, sorry, you can't play Tropico Five because it might inspire you, you to overthrow your government. Tropico games? I've played a little bit of El one. Presidente. Yeah, and they're okay. Yeah, they're not great. I they're like a watered down SimCity. Yeah, very much so. I, I haven't found a SimCity better than SimCity, and I never played the new one because fuck it, that you knew one. It was terrible. Yeah. Because fuck that game. <laughs> and they're EA, fix your business. All right. And finally, news you don't give a shit about. Uh, and again, this could turn out to be great. Deep Silver is creating a film adaptation of the Dead Island franchise. Lionsgate acquired the rights to make and distribute the Dead Island feature film in 2011. However, changes through the company's management caused the project to stall and the rights returned back to Dead Island publisher Deep Silver. Uh, Deep Silver and Occupant Entertainment have not released the specifics about the film yet, but have reportedly fast-tracked the film for an early 2015 start. Hopes to premiere it at Berlin or Cannes. Quote, Deep Silver has created a highly successful game franchise based on a very cinematic and widely viewed and well-received trailers, which provide a great template for launching the film franchise and distinctive and commercial take on the zombie apocalypse. Uh, this could be, uh, I mean, Lionsgate acquiring this. Lionsgate has been known to do some decent films. They have, uh, how, and I will say... Especially in the horror kind of genre. Dead Island has released some of the best trailers for video games. I mean, really compelling stuff. The game doesn't hold up to the trailer in any way. No. No. No, it doesn't. I am, I'm, I'm sad I own that game. Like, and I waited and waited for it to go on sale. Mm-hmm. You're not the I only one with that like opinion. 15 bucks. Now, now, let me ask you this. Did, it makes me sick as far as, not like gross, just like... Like physically ill? Yeah, the, like con- the, the controls, the first person of it is just too, it's not programmed well. I feel dizzy <laughs> and they sick. They didn't do it well. Now, now, there is one thing you have to do to tr- properly enjoy the game, and it's so dumb the way they set it up. Did you switch the controls of the game to, so. to where you are controlling your arm with the right analog stick? No, I didn't realize you could even do that. Exactly. That is how the game should be played, but they decided to do the simplified version, which makes the game absolutely no fun at all. When you switch to full control of your arm, so you're controlling where your slices are happening, and you can fine-tune where you're hitting, 
it makes it a lot more fun, a lot more strategic. Yeah. I mean, the second game is not very good. The first one, if you employ that control scheme, it's okay. is a lot more fun. Yeah, but it's still not very good. No, it still has so a lot of So let's hope your hurt. theory is actually the reverse. They make a shitty trailer, but the movie's really good. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the problem, though. And that's But that that's what does kind of give me hope, is like such a shitty game might actually de- 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 turn into a good movie. Right. But, uh, again, the reason I put it in news you don't give a shit about is... I'm a zombie lover, and I am tired of zombies. Yeah, me too. What You better bring me something interesting to say at this All point. All right. Here we go. All right. So there's a whole bunch of zombies. A totally original idea. Totally original idea. It's a full zombie town. Everybody's zombies, and they work together in this town. And it's the summertime, and it's zombie camp time. And the zombie kids are all going to go to zombie camp. They all go to zombie camp and, you know, they have their campfires and their zombie stuff and they're telling zombie ghost stories. And sure enough, out out of the lake, you see a live human being raise up and like, oh, he's got a big old machete. Everybody's alive. And that's what it's about. It's about zombie (laughs) children being hunted. So it's Friday the 13th with a human attacking zombies. Yes. Such an original idea. <laughs> I almost want to beep that the all one out because it really so, is a fun idea. Right? And, and if nothing funny, else, a college You want to know skit. the one yeah. thing that's so original about that? It has zombies in it. <laughs> It'd be really funny. That's, that's a fun twist. I like it. And is, that's there gonna, a, that's, is there going to be some guy haunting them in their dreams? Like a nope. human with the glove? Nope. No? Just a li- just some live human beings hunting the zombie kids, and they're telling they're telling right. human being stories around the and, campfire, and they're scared because their lives are at stake, and 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 no one knows why this thing is out to kill them. Mm-hmm. That's society now, right? It's gone that long. It's like four generations of zombies, <laughs> but they've been kids. But they wouldn't. It would not exactly four generations. I guess forty years, and they've just forgotten. So, I don't know how it works. Yeah, and in hey, that time, this, they're uh, they're. I don't know. Mental capacities got better. I is guess this a little human? Bit. Is this to tell human stories. killer's mother yeah. around? Huh? Is this human killer's mother around? No nope. mother. Maybe his mother was. It's a not zombie. a Jason thing. It's just yeah. a killer in a camp. Well, it sounds but, like a Jason thing. Well, any killer it, in a camp sounds like a Jason thing now, especially be, coming out of the water. It could be sleepaway camp. Yep. Coming out of the water could be cheerleader camp. So, so it's how, called zombie camp. Well, how mentally developed are you going to make these zombies? I mean, is it going to be like Tarzan, Tonto, and Frankenstein? Or yeah. like <laughs> gather around so. fire? <laughs> I think it has to tell be, story. I think it have to be like levels. Like some of them would be fully articulate. Oh, some yeah. of them would have their mouths off and shit. Okay. Some of them would have like half rotted faces, so they sound a little weird. Man, I'm not going to sleep tonight. I think I'm there's legs in this. Like, up. I truly think there's legs in it. Yeah, I'm staying You're up. You're a horrible late. individual. Nope, I think there's Copyright, something in this. Geek shock and yeah. the T M Hollywood <laughs> T fucking M. <laughs> Weekend if, geek. If anybody from Hollywood is listening, oh, uh, they're listening. They are. I can guarantee they are. it. I have their ear, finger on the pulse. Your fingers on the pulse of the community. <laughs> IDW Entertainment and ID8 Media just announced that they have optioned the worldwide rights to Doug- Douglas Adams' Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency novels. Max Landis, writer of Chronicle and the upcoming Frankenstein flick, starring Daniel Radcliffe and James McAvoy, has been tapped to write the pilot as well as executive produce the new series. 
Douglas Adams wrote a series of best-selling novels about Dirk Gently, a detective with a belief in the fundamental interconnectedness of all things, a unique relationship with the laws of probability and physics, and a love of cats and pizza. Dirk Gently is a charismatic, mysterious, troubled, brilliant figure, cursed with a relentless intellect, psychic powers he doesn't fully understand or want, a gift for self-mythologizing, how do you say that? Mythologizing. Mythologizing. And a supernatural ability to detect disturbances in the fabric of reality. Dirk has found a strange calling as a private detective for impossible crimes. You know, you just brought up Frankenstein, and it reminded me about the trailer I saw the other day at uh, Guardians of the Galaxy for the Dracula Untold movie. I didn't see that trailer. And I thought it was fantastic. <coughs> I actually Untold, thought I was going to fucking go see it now. Oh, okay. So that means... But, I know nothing about that flick. I'll tell you all about the preview. It'll be a lightning crash. Okay. And you go into this crypt, and you see a uh, coffin. Okay. And it has a big letter D on it for Dracula. So far, it sounds oh, nothing like the trailer they, I saw. Well, I saw a different one. Then the guy, he like, you know, he, all of a sudden, the, 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 the D starts to shake, and then boosh! Off it goes, and then he sits up straight. You know that fucking Dracula move? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he flies up straight. He's like, hello. This is the trailer for Dracula Untold. All right. This is it. This yeah, is Bella Lugosi all wasn't get. in this movie. No more trailer because it's untold. <laughs> you not hear anything from me. I honestly don't know what Blair, trailer Paul saw. Blair, and then lightning hits him and he goes, oh! Maybe this was from the 30s or something, but this wasn't the trailer I saw yet, like three days ago in 2014. Compared to most trailers, I like that better. I like when a trailer doesn't tell me Jack right. Dracula. Suck up you are to him. Dracula untold. No, it's not a suck up. I am tired of trailers showing me the whole goddamn movie. Yeah, I me like too. the trailers that have nothing to show in the movie. Yep. Just a tease yeah. as to what it's going they to be about. They should just stop making trailers. They could. They I'd won't. be fine with that. I'd be but all right, but they won't. The thing is, they've gotten to the point now where people are just so dumb, they have to see the whole movie before they say, well, I guess I'll see that movie. That, that, makes, that makes perfect sense. So I was driving here as just people are dumb. Right, I think there's like a, I don't remember what street it is. It's like right after the Pinball Hall of Fame, and it's right here on Tropicana, right? Anyway, point being, there's it says laundromat, right? Okay. And but the laundromat is L A U N D R I M A T, <laughs> right? And it's on the fucking, it's like right there, plain as day. Wow. All right. And earlier today, I was like perusing Instagram, and like somebody posted like, so the Las Vegas Distillery made like this moonshiner, right? Right. It says the Las Vegas Distillery, like they even says it on the Instagram, and it says it on the bottle. And then the comment, the last comment, it says, "Where's this at?" Like, it said it twice on the fucking bottle, on the post, the Las Vegas Distillery. <laughs> Yeah. People are stupid. Which actually, if you live in Las Vegas, it's a fun place to tour. I've toured it. Get in there and check it out. Go check out their moonshine. It's good. It is good. I've had it. But yeah, trailers, just stop showing me everything. Uh-huh. Tease me. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Give, give me an idea what you're about with your little tease. That's all I'm I not need. telling you anything. I'm Dracula untold. Oh, lightning. Bzz, oh, 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 boy. I'm going to go fix my roof tonight. Dracula fixes his roof. Ah ha ha! Tonight, I, I wouldn't see that movie. I crawl to the roof of my castle, and there I see shingles that I have been keeping for just such a night—a night when it may rain. Ah, lightning! Oh, 
Why is lightning hitting Dracula I'm, all the time I'm now? I'm starting to like this trailer less oh, and less. Oh, it hurts. Now, <laughs> it's because he keeps talking. Watch <laughs> as I nail each shingle to my castle roof. This is the movie, folks. <laughs> Enjoy it. Dracula fixes his roof. Ooh. <laughs> now... My roof is finally done. Oh, God. After 30 minutes of roof fixing yeah. montage. <laughs> now it's time for me to work on cleaning the bathroom. Okay, moving yes. on. Yes. This toilet has seen better days, I will tell you, because I do not use the toilet. <laughs> Did you think Dracula used the toilet? I Wrong. No, I'd say I he don't. probably would. Uh, how you, would do, I do? Do you it? use all the blood? Hmm? Do you use all the blood? You soak it all in. Exactly. No, no waste. I magic it into stuff. <laughs> what would I do? You magic it into stuff. How else could I sleep in a casket for years if I went to the bathroom? Gross. Even if it is just blood, imagine <laughs> a big blood turd. <laughs> Ugh. Sitting on that for a day a would be bad. Thought, don't imagine a that. Stop imagining would that. would be the worst. <laughs> oh. This is why I lose track of where we're at. <laughs> oh, 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 I shouldn't have laid in my coffin so early. I should have stayed up and gone to the bathroom. But now it's too late. The sun is out and I have no choice but to lay a fat blood turd right here in my coffin. Oh, no. Oh, here it comes. Oh, Ba-boom! Ba-boom. Exactly. Ba-boom. No, There's I your title. Ba-boom. The, autobiogra- <laughs> the autobiography of the famous Paul. The what, Jeff? Say that again? <laughs> what was that? We couldn't hear you. You know what? Fuck you all. Just, just go on. Oh, oh, but now that the I have the blood turned, the what? now it turns out I have to pee, too. Oh, boy. Guess what, Dracula pees? I'm get, I, Blood! I'm sorry. I the autopiography. Piography? <laughs> what? The autopiography. Autopiography? The bibliography. Whiz, whiz, whiz. Oh, my coffin is such a gross mess. This is why I stay up late. So I go to the bathroom several times before I go to sleep. That's what the big D stood for, Detritus. I they're going to they're gonna write his autobiography well. Autoguliography? <laughs> Whatever Jeff said. Autoguliography. Don't forget all my Dracula Jeff, friends. You do that softball yourself. Go poop and pee before you go to your coffin beds. You see, there's a lesson and a theme to this movie. That's the lesson. What the hell is the Work lesson? Work hard on your roofs. Go to the bathroom before you go to bed. Go to the bathroom before you go to bed, or you will wake up with a blood turd. <laughs> Haunting Jeff was your seriously coffin. looking pissed off after I said him that was a softball I threw himself. Then automatically you said that and his face turned red. <laughs> well, you can't be mad at a blood turd. You can't. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> blood turd. The wolves, children of the night, they can smell my Haru. blood turd. Oh. Oh. It's because their hair absorbs the blood very well. The what? The wolf's hair absorbs the blood well, very well. Well, just the ball hair. 
<laughs> you know it. You know it's true. My friend, the werewolf, he had a crazy story oh. about to go into a mad scientist place. <laughs> I didn't believe him at first, but now I think maybe he's right. <laughs> oh. oh, boy. I shouldn't have had all that blood from that that girl. Moving on. <laughs> Deadline that, reports. That Deadline, re- Deadline reports. <laughs> Deadline reports that Warner <laughs> Brothers has just optioned the entire Dragon Riders of Pern series from the estate of author Anne McCaffrey. Those are good books. <laughs> I read them in my coffin at night. I use a small pen light to read in the coffin. Have you ever been in a coffin all night? Not one of yours. That's right. <laughs> well, it gets pretty boring, I'll tell you. So I have a small portable television and... The books that I read, and that's the Dragon Riders of Pern series has been a favorite. It's good stuff. Well, the studio's hoping it will become a major... Oh, no! Oh, I should have gone to the bathroom! Yes, you should have. Oh, no! You're not getting through this. It's a blood turd! (laughs) You may not get through the show. Three blood turds in one night! I call it Tuesday. This is a terrible terrible (laughs) night for Dracula in his coffin. I'm going to get a maid. That's what that'll help. <laughs> get the maid to clean it up. Why am I spending my days cleaning up my own blood turds? I'm Dracula. <laughs> that's, that's a fine point. I'm I've got old treasures and shit. I'm glad you thought through that. Old treasures. <laughs> 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 the way you know that. I, I have old treasures and shit laying around. Like, hey, well, you know what I could do today? I could clean up blood turds all day. <laughs> or... Or I could go dislodge a ruby from one of these fucking crowns or swords and buy a maid service for a fucking year. What am I doing with my life? I'm so stupid. I mean, I don't like people in my house, but what? I'm not. This is my choice now, right? Do I stay an introvert or do I get someone to clean up the blood turds for me? Yeah. yeah time has come. A, uh, Change is good, right? I think right. I just found your new book to write. Oh. Because you know how you wrote you and Andy wrote Christmas Puss. For Halloween, you should write Blood Turd. <laughs> My th- I mean, it's son of a bitch. It's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. Trademark, motherfuckers. Trademark. Yeah. It's just an audio book. Just an audio book. It's just going to be an audio book. There's no printed version. So it's just going to be me. This is, you're listening to it right now. <laughs> you're listening to the first draft of Blood Turd. The story of how Dracula finally opened his house to a cleaning service because <laughs> he got tired of cleaning up his own blood turds. Yeah. Now I'm figuring it out. I'm putting it together. All of these ancient treasures and shit just sitting here doing nothing for me. I'm a fool. I've been a fool all and these you years. You know what you could do? You could interrupt that with the, if it's an audio book and it's like dra- blood turd about Dracula, yeah. you could have the minute, uh, the like an intermission with the Wolfman's or the Werewolf Ball Werewolf song. Werewolf Ball song. Sure. Well, I'm learning my lesson. But the thing is, like, I like the cobwebs. Do you think I can get them to keep the cobwebs? If you're paying them enough, you could probably. I got keep lots everything. of rubies yeah. and shit. Yeah, you'd be fine. All right, then. Hey, um, so you can probably ignore a few things, too. Torgo, uh, deadline reports. Oh, they did, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dragon Riders of Pern, uh, 68. McCaffrey published. In, since that time, 22 Pern novels, two volumes of short fiction set in the world. 
uh, collaborating. I grab every one of them. <laughs> collaborating. All of them. You know how many days I have in this coffin? A lot. Forever. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. I'm surprised you don't have a Kindle. <laughs> a what? A Kindle. What's what that? Kindle? You, know, you know, backlit e-reader. Shut up. Yeah. Get rid of that pen light. <laughs> do, you, do you see the small television I have in here? This is from 73. Maybe just a tablet. This, I got this. <laughs> this was one of the first portable televisions. It's got an antenna. Did you have Wi-Fi? You know what? It, doesn't, it doesn't even get you're shows the, anymore. You're not, the, you're not the progressive socially understanding Dracula? I haven't left my house. <laughs> I Here's the thing. I'd love to go out more, but blood turds are <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> what? What I've done... All right, what, it's it's honesty time. Oh, What's it's happened is time. I've you, t- you know I'm supposed to be cleaning. Window. I'm supposed to be cleaning this stuff up, and I do clean it up, but I I don't dispose of it properly. I ah. I grab the blood turd, wrap it in a small handkerchief, and stick it wherever I can. <laughs> I, I got urns just full of blood turds around here. Don't go looking <laughs> in my urns. Whatever you do, don't no. go looking in my urns or under any of the other coffins in my house. <laughs> Oh, it's just like a blood turd factory under there. Be careful where you pluck a ruby. You're right. <laughs> well, I don't put the blood turds in my uh, room with all the treasures and shit. I don't. I, yeah, no. The blood turds just kind of. But but I have some under some of my like throw rugs. It's a big castle. Yes, that's what I mean. Like I got a suit of armor. It's like full to bursting with it blood m- turds. It might take a ruby just for the first pass. Oh man, yeah. That's the thing. That's why I looked into maids before. Uh-huh. And it's like, we'll come and give you an estimate. <laughs> well, fuck you. <laughs> I know what that means. <laughs> I know what that means. Lots of money. Yeah, but treasure. I, it, treasure. I suppose it would be worth it. Yeah. Okay, back to this. So many blood turds hiding in my house. If they could get all of those, though, might be worth it. The series has grown to cover more than 2,000 years of Pern's history. I was uh, doing one. I took one out one night, yeah. and uh, my cat came by. I didn't expect to see him, and I was, oh, I was shocked. And Dracula threw the blood turd in the air, and it got hung up in the chandelier. And I, I haven't bothered to get it down. It's really gross. I should. It's just hanging Wait, there. are you speaking as Dracula or another person? <laughs> I'm Dracula. Well, but you said, well, Dracula threw it up I in speak the air. as, yeah. Dracula. You were speaking in the third person? That's how I roll. Do you know who's yelling at you right now? Who? Dr. Vlarg. He is, he is physically shouting at his MP3 player or computer or stereo, whatever he's he listening to can, it on. He can lick my balls. <laughs> he can lick the werewolf's balls. He can lick the werewolf's balls, all the balls. I'm trying to be open here about all the blood turds <laughs> problem that I have. You know, when you get it, that's the thing. Like, right, like. I can hear the. Jeff just put the microphone to his forehead. I can hear the scream. I'm sort of. <laughs> I'm like a hoarder, right? Isn't that what they do? They hoard things? That's they keep a on my blood turds. Yeah. You hoard blood turds. Blood turds and copies of Boys Life magazine. <laughs> That's my whole castle is filled. He's the Howard Hughes of vampires, apparently. <laughs> it's, th- it's true. It's true. I don't keep my blood pee, though. It just goes wherever. I can't control that. But don't pee very much. I imagine you keep Once every that. two or three years. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, got to go. That's got to be pungent. It's weird because you don't see it coming. You don't, you know, all of a sudden, Dracula got to go. So you don't know whether <laughs> you're I coming am. or going? This is why I can never go to Disneyland because I'm afraid I'll be on the Dumbo ride or something. And it's like, oh, got to go. You see, folks, this is how characters are developed. Also, I can only go at night. <laughs> I can only go to the amusement parks at night. Right. And that doesn't give you a lot of time. No. But I get to see the hey, electric parade. I know how many <laughs> podcasts you do. What? I said, I know how many podcasts you do. I do podcasts? 
What's a podcast? I live in the castle. He's deep in it. He's oh, I wish I knew. Oh. Anyway, this blood third thing. I'm gonna get through it. I'm gonna fix it. We're behind you all the way. Oh, don't. That's a bad <laughs> place to be. We, that's we a wanted, bad place to we be. We wanted to thank you for stopping by this evening. We appreciate you. Great. We got to stop doing podcasts tonight. Have a great rest tonight. of your night. I'll so, be back. So you're saying the blood farts that precede the oh, blood turds no. are way worse? Way worse. Yeah, way, I was trying to get him away from Way to open it up, Jay. They're way worse. <laughs> you softball throwing motherfucker. <laughs> They're way worse. They're way worse. Have you ever had Jello <laughs> Jigglers? Trying to get it out of his system. <laughs> you ever eat Jello Jigglers? <laughs> yes. All right. Imagine that squirming out your butthole. <laughs> Imagine that squirming out your butthole. Think about it. I don't want to think about oh, okay. it. Okay, <laughs> but if you thought about it for a minute, you got it. You got what my blood fart he, is like. He could have gone with gummy worms, so it could have gone worse. Gummy yeah, worms? Been a lot worse. That'd be controllable. <laughs> this is like a jiggler. Somebody, you know, you the jiggler, you're supposed to use like a cookie cutter. Sure. Yeah. yeah. It, imagine a really sharp, misshapen cookie cutter that somebody just kept whap, 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 japping on. And that's what it, that's what comes out. It's a mess. <laughs> Good. Thanks for offering the red vine. I don't want it right now, especially. <laughs> This very moment. It does, that candy does. It's reminiscent. <laughs> Pern is not a fantasy realm like Narnia or Middle Earth, but a planet colonized by the Pernese people, and the dragons were genetically engineered by them. The dragon riders themselves are the protectors of Pern, but must use their dragon, but must use the dragons and the telepathic bond they share with the creatures to battle Thread, a destructive spore that consumes any living thing in its path when it rains down from a nearby star. And I had a lot of time to think about the dragon riders, yeah. of course, and I'm sitting laying there in my coffin. And some nights I have a dry night, and it's nice, no blood turds smoking up the place. And I wrote a fan fiction song. I filked. I feel. Oh, did you? Yeah, to the dragon riders. Yes. Do you have a. To every dragon, pern, pern, pern. They live on a planet, pern, pern, pern. Uh And they fight against this threat virus that would kill them. That's pretty good. Yeah. The dragons (laughs) of pern, they're dragons in pern. If you go to Pern, you might see a dragon. There are some riders that ride on the dragons. The dragons of Pern. I hope they write another book that I can read in my coffin. <laughs> that last part is very personal There's to me. Very, it's because it's what I do. Well, that's I what read filking the dragon is. personal. You know, that's what I think yeah. is the best filks are the personal filks. Yeah. Yes. I did one about Sledgehammer, too. And McCaffrey's the, very the sad series. right now. Do you remember did the you? series? Yeah, Sledgehammer. Yeah, did a song about Sledgehammer. Yeah? But it was essentially the Peter Gabriel song with <laughs> not much change. No? Okay. Yeah. But, uh, that was a great show. I used to watch that on my portable television when I would still get channels. Why doesn't my t- television get channels anymore? That's a good question. First of all, wait a second. Let's go back there for a second. Oh, let's. You said you had a TV from 1973. Yes. How the fuck is that a portable television? It's That's a the small only one. You, you know, do you ever see the small of the black and white TVs? Yeah. Yep. Mm. Uh, like postage stamp theater. Yeah, it's not that small. Come on. It's kind <laughs> it's of like a, it's kind of like a radio size, like a big radio. Well, not the screen. No, the best. The screen is small. Yeah. The screen the is like thing. a three yeah. by five. Yeah. Stand. Yes, it's pretty small, but the, the screen is like two inches by three inches. No, he's right. They, they had the, oh, these I, little... I'm getting back to that. Of now. course I'm right. I'm, I'm Dracula who lived for centuries. <laughs> I remember when portable TVs came out. Changed my life in the coffin. Pardon me for interrupting. I'm but what I'm saying is there. I haven't got any signal for a couple years. Why is this? 
Do we really want to go in analog versus digital right now? What? Not really. <laughs> what happened? I think we have more news, right? We do have some news. Oh, I get it. Like Oscar-nominated director Wolfgang Peterson. Me. Oh, I know this guy. <laughs> who did Das Boot in Air Force One. And Scott Stuber, who did Safe House and Ted, are set to develop Ghost Brigades, based on John Scalzi's Hugo Award-nominated Old Man's War book series for sci-fi. Jake Thornton and Ben Lustig, both currently developing Winter's Night for Columbia Pictures, have been signed to write the pilot. Ghost Brigades, the sequel to Old Man's War, follows John Perry, who enlists at the 75th, lists at 75 years old, in the Colonial Defense Force to fight a centuries-long war for man's expansion into the cosmos. Technology allows experiences and consciousnesses to be transported into younger bodies that are outfitted to endure the harsher rigors of war in space. However, soon after John arrives, he finds himself involved with a mysterious woman and at the center of an unraveling conspiracy involving an elite fighting force known as the Ghost Brigades. Everything has conspiracy now. You know, I must be the worst nerd in history thinking that every time I hear the word developing for the screen, I want to fucking strangle somebody. Uh, that's what they do. That's what they all do. Well, I'm aware. That's, that's, again, like, why do you think I red light a lot of shit? Everything's developed for the screen. What's what? No, that's what not what I mean. Like developing a book for the screen, developing a comic book for the screen, developing this for a screen. Right. Like right. Godfather. Right. Well, was it? Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Back in Mario, my Mario, day. Mario it was over. Oh, I got it. Forgot it. Yes. You know, long back in my time, uh-huh. when, when me and the other Draculas would hang out, yeah. be like, you working on anything? Be like, well, I got this new project where I sneak up on a girl and I flap my cape out with a flap sound. Mm-hmm. I'm developing developing that for the scream, huh? Oh for the God. scream. What else do I have? I better get make get her scared. Thank you, there, Rimshot. Good one. We uh we reviewed <laughs> we reviewed some oh! of Scalzi's books on the show, oh! right? Oh, oh, I'm I, so sorry. I believe Kirsten Michael did. did. That was another blood. Oh no, yes, I believe Michael did. Michael or Kirsten, somebody. He did. talked about that same book. Yeah. Just then, Michael talked about the book with yeah, the old did. man. Oh, you watched the yeah, Ugly Couch Show? Of course story. I watched the Ugly Couch Show. I get internet, just not television. <laughs> you might think of Netflix. And did he, he wrote Red Shirts What screen too, do you right? watch and, see the internet on? On my Kindle. You don't I mean, even my, have a Kindle. You I just don't. ask what the fuck a Kindle is. Okay, I'm lying. I'm lying. I have a, I have a Kindle. <laughs> <laughs> it would make more sense in the coffin. It would. Yeah, I'm just saying. It, the, Didn't he write Red Shirts too, Torgo? The, the, yes, he did. John Scalzi did. did uh, yeah. And I, I, I thought I remembered. Yeah. 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 Scalzi is a good writer. I know a lot about red shirts. <laughs> if someone's wearing a white shirt and I get a good nibble, that shirt's going red. What do you know about Star Trek? What? You said red shirts. What do you know about Star Trek? Well, I've seen two episodes. I saw yeah. Trouble with Tribbles, uh-huh. and I saw an episode of Voyager where the Neelix Man did a thing. <laughs> where the Neelix Man Which was your thing. favorite of the two? Oh, the Tribbles. Okay. That Neelix Man looked like he half Tribble. What is his problem? You didn't see the one with the M113 salt vampire? I didn't see... What? Salt vampire? Yeah. Hold on. What's going on here? <laughs> T- takes all the salt out of your body. Holy shit. No blood. That's a space vampire? Yeah. Oh, man, I got competition now. I wonder if this poor creature has salt turds at night. <laughs> Laying in his bed. Salt turds now. And that's where you Give get salt licks from. Give oh, <laughs> this makes sense. This salt vampire creatures what were here on the earth you just before. Say? That's what it is. That's Please what it stop is. feeding him. We need, to put, we need to put a lot of deer on their planet. They'd be very happy. 
<laughs> venison? Really? Yeah, let's put deer out there. They hey, deers, happy. want to go to the planet where it's all salt poops? <laughs> Come on, you're going to have salt turds to lick you all the day? And now once in a while. You. But you know, how how would that cycle go, though? Because eventually the vampire would be like, hey, those deers look pretty salty. I'm going to eat one. Well, it seems like a circle of life thing going on there. When does it dissipate, though? Now, the Diminishing be- returns. It, 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 <laughs> returns? <laughs> right? <laughs> I know why Captain used to sit in this chair now. Just by looking at Paul, he's just obviously crazy, psychotic. Diminishing returns. <laughs> Captain, if you're out there. He, it's, it's, he it's stopped a, listening 10 minutes ago. Yeah. He stopped it's, listening three seconds it's ago. It's a long bit, but there's some mining gold in there. So I'm saying this whole thing. Pretty good. We could. But there, there's some good pieces that could be animated for this guy. <laughs> it probably could be. Yeah. Hint, hint, right? Hint, hint. <laughs> Jennifer Blood Lee. Turds. Jennifer um, Lee, who co-wrote and co-directed Frozen with Chris Buck, will be adapting A Wrinkle in Time as her next project for Disney. Oh. Currently, there isn't a director attached. According to Variety, the book was, quote, one of Lee's favorite novels as a child, mm-hmm. and she impressed Disney executives with her take on the project, which emphasizes a strong female-driven narrative and creatively approaches the science fiction and world-building elements of the book, unquote. So I remember reading this in elementary school, and yeah. never has been a good adaptation of this nope. project. Right. Did so. they do a made-for-TV movie? They did. 2003, they did a... I thought I remembered something like that. Yeah, yeah, and the book is from '68, I believe. So it's wow, really. It won the Newbery Award in '68, I believe. I think that's the year '68 or '63. Wow, so that's coming. crazy. Coming exciting. MTV and oh, I think I meant to put this in MTV? news you don't give a shit about. MTV and Dimension hired Jamie Travis, who did a good time for a good time call and faking it, to direct the pilot for their Scream series. Oh, this is this sounds like right up my alley. <laughs> and filled out the cast. Uh, see, I'm adapting things for the scream. <laughs> That's right. So maybe they like what, oh, what wow. I've got. This this happened. All right, MTV announced a pilot order two series adaptation of the hit horror film franchise with Dimension TV yeah. in May 2013. What horror film? Uh, scream. Oh, Scream. Yeah. Oh, it, the real the first movie. The movie, yeah. Oh, I have developed some ideas for the Scream too. Yeah. Ghostface Killer. <laughs> <laughs> Under Dimension TV production, Harvey and Bob Weinstein, uh, he's actually on tour with Wu Tang Clan. Right? Will yeah, executive right. produce along with Wes Craven. So, Wes Scream Craven. coming to television. A monkey? You're not even trying now, Wes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's going to be on MTV, so that really doesn't matter. It's yeah, I don't. That not. Wait, what not is the M- for me? Well, can you tell me again what the M stands for? Uh. Movies, television, money, money, money television? television. I think so. Uh, according to night, uh, oh, sorry, sure, it's not monster television. Well, I oh, guess this is the other way. Vampire Diaries. What happened to Vampire Diaries? I, I had to say Teen the Wolf? V word. Teen Wolf. Yeah, yeah, that guy's a, a heck. Yeah, I'll tell you though, the Vampire Diaries. Spot on. I well, I could share. Yeah, it's no true blood. I think you already have. It's Hold no on, true let blood. My, let me get my book out. It's no true blood. It's in my coffin. Hold on. Let's okay. see. Okay. All right. Get let's go. Okay, give me a date. Give you a date. Uh, let's do. Uh, uh, let's not go back far. Let's go back just to September fourteenth, nineteen eighty-four. Oh, nineteen eighty-four. Yeah, that's not that far back for me, but yeah. for you guys, 
Let's see here. Let's see. Here. Okay, 1984, September, September. Okay, I got two days before that. I got two days okay. before that. I didn't journal on the, the 18th. Itself. Okay, here we go. Uh, dear Diary, yes, again, blood turds in the bed. <laughs> no escaping it, I fear. Uh, every night, microphone. every night, I try to stay up as late as I can, but uh, I end up pooping in the bed. Uh, let's see. And then it's, oh, then it also says uh, I bought a Rubik's cube today. Uh, also, I I have uh, uh, the blood third was kind of radical. <laughs> All right, there you go. There it is. So there's my nine. There's one from 1984. So right. see, you can tell it's authentic. I, I can. I was using I was using slang was in in during the time. <laughs> September 16th. It was 14th. September Fourteenth, yeah. and I yeah, and I and uh and I got the Rubik's cube. Yeah, that day, radical. It was radical. Yeah. My blood turned that day was apparently radical. <laughs> I also went and saw a John Hughes movie. Oh, okay. Which one? No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Uh, talking Guardians of the Galaxy, they took in $94 million during the debut weekend. They sure did. Set an all-new record for highest-grossing domestic release in August. Additionally, the film also captured the new record for an August IMAX debut with $11.7 million. So when you add in the fact they grabbed another $66.4 million overseas, uh, the premiere week- weekend uh, raked in $160.4 million overall. Hey, you know, uh, you should have wrote in your va- Vampire Diary about watching the first ever... Uh, MTV Music Awards. Did you? I didn't have cable. Oh, okay. Not a lot did. That I was my cable. problem. Uh, yeah, you have. Well, you still had that antenna TV. Yes, but that TV was radical. <laughs> well, just so you know, Bette Midler and Dan Aykroyd were the hosts of that. Ah, uh, okay. Do you know who they are? <laughs> I know Bette Midler. You don't know Dan Aykroyd? Nope. <laughs> okay. But I know Bette Midler. Yeah. How do you mm-hmm. know Bette Midler? Oh, she sings my favorite song. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Which one? Blood turd, <laughs> blood turd in your coffin. <laughs> you stayed up as late as you could again, but you didn't go before you went to coffin bed. And there's a blood turd, blood turd there in your coffin. It's probably going to be a second blood turd. Might as well. It's a long night, and you drank a lot of a people today. <laughs> Oh, blood turd. You should not have drank so many people and then not gonna stay up late and gone to poop. But you didn't, and there's the result in your coffin. Bette Midler, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she's a sweetheart. I made her write that song. <laughs> you made her? Yeah, I put her under a hypnosis trance. Did you know we could do that? I kind of frightens me that you can. It's true. <laughs> Bleh. That, that's the only thing that explains the length of this bit. <laughs> Bit? <laughs> bit? Did you just fucking just say bit? <laughs> I'm your new fucking co-host. Blood yeah. turd vampire, Dracula. We, we, we've been bit. Yep. You've been under the hypnosis. <laughs> I, I meet hypnosis to you. You Yeah, that's exactly it. Would this meat. have happened without famous names? I think no, not. no way. This is a meat trance. <laughs> you don't understand because you weren't there. Bonzo. Oh, I'm just looking at you guys like, this is fucking mental. <laughs> it's a meat trance. Galaxy Quest. Hooray. Has been picked up by IDW to become a new comic book series dubbed Galaxy Quest The Journey Continues. 
Writer Eric Burnham and artist Nanko Aranz are on board. Uh, Barnum sounds like a true fan to the material. Uh, chatted with comic book resources about the approach he'll take to adapting the film for the comic medium, quoting him, Well, at the end of the movie, Tim Allen's character Jason used the Omega-13 device to rewind time 13 seconds and undo the catastrophic death of his crew. Um, sorry for the 15-year-old spoilers. Messing with time, maybe that affected more than the ship. If it was more That's widespread. That's a 15-year-old movie now? Yeah. Son of really? It was yep. more widespread. 99. Sure, most oh. folks would just have a powerful case of deja vu, but what if it changed something else? That's what we're starting with. There's the reason a new race called the Drythans seek them out and say, you screwed something up, fix it. And as a joke, I played with the conceit of how many sequels reuse certain beats from their predecessor when it introduced the cast in a similar way to the way they were first introduced in the movie. Haha, uh-huh, made- what a joke. I did the same thing you did in the movie. Get my joke? You get it? Get it? See how it's exactly like the movie? That one may be <laughs> too meta to see without being told, but it may, still oh, makes me chuckle. Right. This guy's a dickbag. Everyone from the movie will be back. I was even asked to include Brandon, the role Justin Long played, so we got everyone. Unquote. Take a bath. Well, it's, un- it's under IDW, so it can't be bad. Oh, he's telling you oh, to take it right. <laughs> <laughs> the writing on the... They got some great artists, but no good writers. I didn't realize you read comic books, too. Oh, of course. No. What do you think I keep in my coffin? You know what his, co- you know what his first choice is? Blade. Is it? Is that your thing? I like it all right. Yeah. The Daywalker. I got, I got a thing for that guy. Is that like a scary story to you? It's not scary. It's a dreaming story. No. Oh. Because I can't walk in the day. I see. I haven't seen the sun and you know... I can't but remember he kills vampires. Turned. That doesn't scare yeah, you at all. Does, but he's also part vampire, so what are you going to do? But also, he's not real, so I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not stupid. I don't get... I'm not I'm like, oh, shit, I bet ghosts are going to come and give... I'm not dumb. I know what's real and what's not. I don't... Do, are you, you one of those guys, Jeff? Do you get scared by scary movies? Not really. No, see, there you go. You know what's real. If you see a ghost... On the TV. Right. Do you go, oh, no, a ghost is going to get me. No, I don't, we, no, no I we call don't. Ghostbusters. Uh, but you know, but see, even that's not real. See, the Ghostbusters are not real. Because hey, don't the tell me the real. Ghostbusters aren't real, you blood-sucking piece of crap. Oh, oh wow. Now you've, now you've done it. But vampires aren't real either. What? <laughs> what are you saying? He just told you that you were fake. How is this possible? I'm real. You, you know what? You go ahead. You tell me I'm not real after you come to my castle and <laughs> smell the overwhelming odor of blood turds everywhere. And you tell me, what? Well, this is clearly fake. He doesn't need an existential crisis, guys. Come look at the hundreds of blood turds <laughs> that sit everywhere in my castle and say, oh, he's clearly a fake vampire. <laughs> no, you Maybe won't the blood hey, uh, you turds are just a, a metaphor for owl, something else. What? You wouldn't happen to have a sharding owl, would you? I don't. <laughs> you think the blood turds are a metaphor? I wish something they were, else. I wish they were a fucking metaphor. <laughs> I could deal with the metaphor. Wake up and smell the metaphor. Yeah, right, a, right. Are we I would love to wake up every with morning with a pile of metaphors under my that? asshole. But what I instead wake up with are blood dirts. <laughs> metaphors I could just fucking floop away. Hey, Dracula, blood, how are you feeling what? today? Huh? How are you feeling today? Today I'm okay. I had lots of blood last night. Have Uh-oh. you had any problems with your mother before? I don't even remember her hardly. Oh, wow. What do you think? You do, you, do you remember your father? Yes. Can you tell us about him? He was him? a cruel man. 
Like he spoke to cools? No, he gave me spankings. Oh, okay. He was very much into capital punishment. Capital punishment. One time I stole a tree and he beat the shit out of me for it. Is it, is it because of the way you're acting today? Because it's before I was a vampire. Oh, yeah? I was a tree thief. <laughs> is it possible the way you're acting today is the way because your father treated you? Probably. That or, you know, somebody's... I do have nightmares about my tree thieving days. That was hard. Can you tell us about those dreams? Well, you tried to steal a tree. <laughs> you ever done it? It's not I a have big, not. Not a lot of people are called for that. It's really hard. Uh, so when I started, of course, I was like, oh, I'll just steal small trees. But then the thrill, you go, okay, I need bigger. And you get in these bigger trees, they have root systems that are as big as the branch systems. And how does that make you feel? Uh, like a sore, digging up the branches and trying to steal the tree. And even, here's the, the thing about stealing trees. Mm-hmm. Even when you get it out of the ground, uh-huh. you still got to carry that fucking That's thing. That's true. You, okay, so I'm going to write a script for you. I'm going to give you 200 cc's of organic blood. And then we're going to try to what? find something. We're going to try to Organic find blood? Yeah. All blood is organic as far as I know. Oh, yeah? Well, there's there's grass-fed blood. There's oh, uh, all those different kinds. You're going to give me some of that weed blood? from? Uh, <laughs> it's possible. From He'll give you some vegan blood. Norway. Vegan blood? Blech. Blech. You don't want vegan blood? I don't like eating vegetables. Weed blood from It's Norway. hard to get them back in their wheelchairs. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Psh. Bleeding Cools Rich Johnston did a little digging and came up with a trademark registry filed last month by Marvel for Squirrel Girl. They Trying to get the back of their wheelchairs. What did you, you just say, Squirrel Girl? There you go, Barry. As Johnston notes, unless something seems to specifically be in some kind of danger of being stolen, Marvel generally only trademarks its characters and title phrases like Age of Ultron for TV and film rights. And while we certainly shouldn't interpret this move as to mean we're going, we're definitely about to see Squirrel Girl in a Marvel movie or TV series, it does seem the company might be mulling it over. As for where we might see her, Johnston points out that one of her most prominent recent appearances was in writer Brian Michael Bendis's new Avengers series, where she was both ex-girlfriend of Wolverine and a friend of and babysitter for Luke Cage and Jessica Jones. Wolverine, of course, isn't tied to Marvel's films, but Luke Cage and Jessica Jones are both about to get Netflix series. What would make even more sense is if Squirrel Girl becomes Rocket Raccoon's girlfriend. It could be. Who knows, really? At this point. Is she bigger and more humanoid? She is bigger and more humanoid. I think I, re- I remember seeing her in, yeah. in that. Okay. That won't stop Rocket She's, Raccoon, right? And she is Barry's favorite Marvel character of all time. He loves Squirrel Girl. Yeah. Does he really? No, he. I was gonna doesn't. say. <laughs> <laughs> like, you said it with such conviction. I was you know, like, you know, what? this show, this episode has only one purpose, and that is to make. Barry's head explodes. We well, you know this great about Squirrel <laughs> Girl. Probably already has. You know why? You know why he likes Squirrel Girl. The only thing because we're missing she can from tuck this away is those nuts. Wrestling. She can tuck away nuts. <laughs> she tucks I, the I nuts. I got it. You got yeah, it. Yeah, we, we got, got it. it. We got it. That was a we metaphor for you, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Another metaphor. That's no. That's the only one. Blood turds are the metaphor. That's a real goddamn thing. You want one it, in your face? So it wasn't a double entendre then. Nope. It's a single entendre. It was an entend. <laughs> Drop the ray And for those of you who don't know Barry out there Our new listeners He was a regular member of Geek Shock and Ugly Dr. Couch Dr. Vlarg And still to this day helps us maintain the website Queen of the man lady hair <laughs> Beautiful flowing locks that yeah, would drive a, a man to tears the website. My picture is still not up That's my fault actually <laughs> Oh it's, sorry Barry I didn't know that it was Torgo's <laughs> fault 
EA's On The House free PC game giveaway for the month of August is the classic space action game Wing Commander 3 Heart of the Tiger. As always, <laughs> you'll have to have an Origin account and the client installed to play the game, so the devil you know. Uh, to get it, you'll need to log into Origin, find it in the On the House promotional section. Wing Commander 3 Heart of the Tiger is the fifth free game that EA has given away to Origin users since the free game's promotion launched back in March. Previous titles included Peggle, Dead Space, Battlefield 3, and Plants vs. Zombies. All right. It's subscription town. This seems to be the new thing happening. I mean, the next two stories are all video game subscription stuff. So I don't know if this is the start of a new trend, but if they take off, there we go. This is PC. This is console. Boo earns. Sony's game rental service, PlayStation Now, uh, will, uh, was rolled out into public beta Thursday. Uh, and games, 100 of them will be available from 50 publishers, are priced at $299 for four hours of play, $599 for seven days, $799 for 30 days, and $1499 for 90 days. Uh, but Jack Buser, the senior director for PlayStation Now, emphasized that this pricing scheme is not set in stone, will likely change when the service has full launch later this year. Speaking to Polygon at length, Buser called the open beta the early days of the service and said that Sony will make adjustments to pricing along the way. He said that $2.99 for hours of play pricing scheme will be changed to $1.99 for four hours of play for select content. He says that Sony is working hard to bring in a subscription option to the rental service. That subscription may tie into PlayStation Plus or be a separate service, but be similar in nature. Ultimately, Buser stressed again that the service is in its early days and that Sony would welcome any feedback during the public beta. I got your feedback. Yeah. All the inconvenience of an arcade in the comfort of your own home. <laughs> Fuck you. This is why consoles are successful. They take out the elements of arcade play that aren't as appealing. It's, it's like having to keep, keep throwing money at yep, the fucking soon, machine. Soon, yep, soon you got quarters, a sl- quarter slot built into your console. Stupid. I mean, not stupid, but mm-hmm. stupid. It's not going to work. And then you have this. Electronic Arts has announced a new $5 a month subscription plan with Xbox One that will give those willing to pay a monthly subscription fee access to select Xbox One games. For only $5 a month. The subscription, which is rolling out in limited beta to select people, will be available as a monthly or annual subscription. EA Access, it's called, membership unlocks what EA calls The Vault a collection of EA games on Xbox One that users can download and play whenever they want. For $5 a month. During the beta, gamers will have unlimited access to FIFA 14, Madden NFL 25, Peggle 2, and Battlefield 4, with more titles to be added, quote-unquote, soon. (laughs) Fail! Fail, you fucks! Fail hard! Put garbage in your system! Garbage ass. All for $5 a month. Why would you pay anything for any of those games? EA Access members will also Uh. save 10% on purchases of EA digital content for Xbox One offered through Xbox Game Store. Access to games five days earlier, starting with Madden 15, NHL 15, FIFA 15, NBA Live 15, and Dragon Age Inquisition and more and other perks to be announced at a later date. Uh, You can join EA Access for $4.99 a month. Or you can purchase an annual membership for twenty nine ninety nine per year on Xbox Live. Or you can slow, slowly shove a stick up your nose until you die. For $5 a month! That's uh, crap. So, yeah, that's not working for anybody? No Hell way. no, it's EA Sports. I, I, 
I it's wouldn't yeah, do it, certainly. I, I would not do it. I can kind of see the appeal to the demographic that buys the new Madden game every year. Well, well here's Because, something. you know, yeah, you're not saving that much. You're saving about $10 on the year. Mm-hmm. But if you're buying that game every single year, you know, you're buying that new Madden. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people that do that. They have to get the absolutely brand new edition every single year. And as we know, and Madden's then, go defunct before yeah, long. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, rather than having stacks upon stacks of that particular game or any of the other sports franchises, you're paying this subscription fee. You're not having to have a shelf full of defunct sports games mm-hmm. from years past. So for certain a certain demographic of console player, this is probably good because at five dollars a month they're getting you know their madden 2014 15 16 etc their nba etc so i mean if you're a big sports gamer on the console yeah it probably would work for you and seeing that dragon age inquisition on is on there right so it's not just sports even though it seems like the bulk of it is i was just using that as an example i guess it depends what they mean by select games will all ea games go under this umbrella or will certain ones be cut out uh, because if it is twenty nine ninety nine for all EA games through the year, I can definitely see that being, if you buy Madden every year, that's less than your cost for Madden. Yeah, exactly. And you're going to get these other EA games to play and try out. Now, Not what is interesting out, on this, play though, through. is I guess this was proposed to both Microsoft and Sony, and Sony passed. Yes, Sony did pass on it. They said it was Sony's not stupid. Sony said they didn't see it as a good deal for yeah. their PlayStation now users. Yeah, and it's not. It's a terrible deal. Sony's winning the console war. So far, they are. This 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 cycle, they're trouncing Xbox. They're One. selling really well. That's a garbage system with nothing nothing on it yet worth playing. There's very little. I mean, on that's either go- really, yeah, and that's going to change in the next three months. And we also have to take into account that we're not even a full year into these two consoles True. yet. But they're they're, boot boxes. they're still babies. But, they're not but, even. But, how could you even toddlers? They're infants. I don't get it. Can't I can't justify a year? Well, I guess it's just how it's been. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, you've you made these same fucking, arguments in the past when a new console has come yeah, out. You don't buy them for the first year. Shoot, yeah. I remember when the 360 came out. You're yep. like, this is garbage. It's a, a garbage console. It's never going to have any good games. Fuck this console. They fixed it with Xbox Live. Yeah, yeah, they did. Became the superior online system. I think by the end of 2015, they're going to be amazing. Because that's... I hope so. That seems to yeah. be where everything is getting launched. But I don't want them to be embracing all of this online pay-for-play bullshit. Yeah, well, there's one for each of them right yeah. there. One from Sony, yeah. one from EA. Poop, poop, poop. Yeah. Uh, but for those of you who have Gold or PlayStation Plus subscriptions, here's the new games you can download for August. If you have Xbox Live Gold, you could download... Three of the four games that are part of Microsoft's uh, Games with Gold free game giveaway program from now until August 15th. You can grab Motocross Madness for Xbox 360 for free. Xbox One owners can grab either Crimson Dragon or Strike Suit Zero Director's Cut. And on August 16th, Xbox 360 owners can score Dishonored. Meanwhile, PlayStation Plus subscribers can score two puzzle games on the PS4, Road Not Taken and Fez. PlayStation 3 owners can get Crisis 3, and Proteus and PS Vita owners can get their hands on Metrico and the critically acclaimed 
action RPG Dragon's Crown. So those are free games for August for both major consoles. It's funny, like out of that whole list, I think Fez is the only one I even know anything about. Ah, Dishonored was actually a fairly decent uh, stealthy game. Was it? Yeah. I Pro- a better game of Thief game. than Thief was. Right. I have yet right. to finish that game. Thief just really lost interest for me. It, like, it, yeah. Like, I mean, I, I finally got through like the whole like tutorial level thing, and then you start getting into the actual quote unquote, you know, mission city. gameplay in the city. And I just, I literally went, I'm not even interested. And I turned it off and, and I played something else and I just never went back. Yeah. They didn't make make that story compelling enough. I don't know if they ever did, but it certainly didn't happen soon enough. Right. And the seemingly impossible space drive known as the propellantless microwave thruster just took a huge leap toward reality as NASA has given its approval to the technology after successful test results were presented this week. U.S. scientist Guido Feta delivered his data on July 30th at the 50th Joint Propulsion Conference in Cleveland, Ohio. One of the first proponents of this revolutionary propulsion system was British scientist Robert Scheuer, whose M-Drive converts electric power to thrust by bouncing microwaves around in a closed container. The concept was duplicated last year by a Chinese team whose microwave thruster produced a minor 72 grams of thrust, sufficient for small satellite orbital thrusters using solar power for the electrical element. Scientists at the NASA Johnson Space Center have validated the drive's feasibility. Uh, uh, FEDA and NASA are both working on several hush-hush projects surrounding these microwave thrusters, and their development and eventual implementation could drastically reduce the cost of satellite missions, space station construction, and deep space travel. I got the microwave thruster slow in my area. Oh, boy. No resistance to ya. Because in space, there's no area. It's a good for a satellite. Oh, it's the second verse. Not for a big ship. But it's a microwave thruster. Over Redenbacher. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Ay, ay, ay. Don't put popcorn kernels in that thing for No, God's that's sake. what you do. That's how the microwave thruster <laughs> uses popcorn kernels. <laughs> Apparently, Rasta Banana now sings. <laughs> Gonna songs. go real fast if you throw in the kettle corn. Oh. <laughs> kettle corn power in my microwave thruster. Sweet and salty. Look out, here comes the salt of vampire. <laughs> They oh, live in boy. space, yeah, right? They do, they do. That's what would happen, right? Yeah. That's the problem with the microwave uh, thrusters. <laughs> it attracts <laughs> M113 salt vampires. Right. And then they get full, you have to empty them. And oh, this is good news for you space people. Yeah. I want to try it. New rockets always. Here's fun. my question. Here's your question. Can I go in space? Can I be a, a vampire astronaut? <laughs> I think if you had the right sun protection... Oh, like a coffin? Yeah, sure. Why Great. Not? But then why not? I'm just going <laughs> to fucking well, stay well, on Earth. Well, let's, let's face but it. Then, most, yeah. most capsules are big coffins. But yeah, then, but... But then just like in Life Force, you'd come back to Earth and drain the life out of all the humans on the Earth. Is that what Life Force was about? The Dracula? Did it turn out it was about a, the Dracula? Space about Dracula. another space vampire. <laughs> space yeah. Was it really? Yeah. That's what that turned out to be? She drained the life force out of human beings. 
In the movie or the game? In the movie. Oh, I was thinking about the game, the ah. Konami Shooter Life Force. Very different. See, I, Very I do different. have an 8-bit Nintendo system still from when I used <laughs> to buy games. 8-bit. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Thank you, Count Count. <laughs> Pride and Prejudice and Zombies has been kicking around for some time since 2009 when Seth Graham Smith's literary mashup was published. The book was a hit, though film development seemed to cool when another alt-history flick, Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter, failed to find much success at the box office. Oh, that was my favorite movie. It's not a bad flick. It really isn't. <laughs> uh, but now, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies is back on the fast track. Principal photography is set to kick off September with plans for a wide U.S. release. The studio has locked Burr Steers from Iggy Goes Down and Charlie St. Cloud to direct uh, with British stand-up uh, up-and-comers Lily James and Sam Riley starring along with Australia's Bella Heathcote. The film was a high profile. Sorry? Heathcote? Bella Heathcote? Bella Heathcote. Health code. Bella Heathcote? Yeah. Beautiful health code. Beautiful health code. What is the code to be a beautiful code full of health? You did this. Beautiful health code. You did this. Fuck you. I blame you. <laughs> in your health coat. The film has, was a high-profile profi- project for a while back in 2011, back when Emma Stone briefly flirted with the lead role. Who oh. is she flirting with? Someone the other than... Well, it says along with now producer Natalie Portman, oh, so maybe they were flirting. Natalie Portman? Oh, man. Can you imagine Natalie Portman and her? Oh, I got some bad news. What? Uh, oh, wait. Should I, I'll wait. Oh, no. no. Uh-oh. Here we go. Uh, we're ending the cast. If you've got news to share, I've bring us on a down uh, note. <laughs> is it over? This is it? No, rest in peace, Texas Chainsaw Massacre star Marilyn Burns. The woman oh. who, who you lived, just talked about? The woman, or the lady? The woman who lived through Leatherface has died. Marilyn Burns was 65. A family member had found the actress in her home near Houston today. No cause of death was reported. She made her big screen starring... Uh, debut in to- Toby Hooper's 1974 horror classic, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, as Sally Hardesty, Aww. who somehow remains standing as everyone around her is picked off in particularly brutal ways. So, rest in peace, Sally. Screen queen gone. Yep. Indeed. Sorry, it was very. Way to end it on Wait, down she was a shoot. <laughs> Find something funny, my That's bad. That's all I, I got. No, no, no. It's a shame because I heard she was just recently working on something to be adapted for the scream. <laughs> What are you adapting? Write to us. Comments at UglyCouchShow.com. Adapted for the scream. Uh, yes. That hurts so much. Yeah. I, I got it. <laughs> scream. Oh. A- and until next week, I am Master Torgo. Do you remember that uh, video which, with which Michael one? Jackson and his sister? Yeah. Me scream. Right. right. Scream. Makes me Love want this? to scream. Yeah. Ah. And it scream. Yeah. Oh, and boy. she pulled that out her boobies. Yeah. No, she's not in that one. Well, she kind of showed him, but not no, no, really. No, she pulled at him. That was a different one. Yeah, she pulled at him. Yeah. Good, sh- good, good video. I want the white spaceship like Most that. Most expensive video ever made. At the time. I think still is. Really? Yeah. Uh, I think at the time. You think it's been beat? I'm pretty positive. No, you it know what? Be. He m- might still be. Well, only one thing to do. Look it up on my Kindle Fire. <laughs> <laughs> Product placement. I think the fire is the last Kindle you want. Why? Aren't you susceptible to fire? Well, you got the point. But what's worse is these blood turds. <laughs> I am Master Torgo. Blood turds. <laughs> 80s Jeff. Bonzo the Beast. And we'll talk to you next week in Geek. Oh, my God. I love when the characters go long. <laughs> you do? No, you don't. <laughs>
No, you don't. No, I don't. You were feeding him the. You were feeding him the entire time. Like I can't stop the feeding. <laughs> I can't stop you the say feeding. No. Deep inside, Deep inside of, of you. Wow, nice guardian is reference. All your blood is there, and I want your neck to See? chew. My point. Right there. When I bite you That's on the you side of your head, and I suck blood until you are dead. I, I'm hooked on blood turns. I'm at the loss for words. When I suck blood from you. And it turns out that later on at night, I better go to the bathroom before I tuck in tight, or I wake up with a vast full of blood turds. My coffin smells like blood turds, because I didn't stay up late to poo. No, no, he never went to the bathroom during this episode. Nope. Oh, there's a there's that's, a first. That's a surprise, actually. Yeah, there's a real case of bad worms going on <laughs> down there. Bad worms. I don't want to know about it. It's like when it happens, it's going to be like, were those grapes or some kind of <laughs> fire troll? You're not going to know until it happens. <laughs> grapes or fire troll? The, oh, so you know it too. <laughs> yes, I that's do. The, that's the great game that the witches play in the underworld. <laughs> grapes or fire troll? We are here. <laughs> on the exciting episodes of Grapes of Fire Troll. Tonight we have some very strong players. First, let's introduce our panel. First on the panel is Griselda. She's a witch. Of course, it's the only witch is playing this game. <laughs> Second up is Buffala. Buffala is also a witch. She is a great player and ready to win. Blah, 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 blah. Third up. Third up is Queen Screamer. She is a witch, but she's also a banshee. How'd she get on? Who knows? All right, it's, are you ready to play the game, girls? Ready. All right, it's time to play Grapes or Blood Troll. Yay. Was it Blood Troll? Yes. Yeah, all right, of course. <laughs> uh, okay, everything's blood. All right. <laughs> I sometimes forget what the game is called. Okay. Well, Go at ahead. Least, at least it's not Grapes or Blood Turd. Go ahead. Spin the turtle. Flip it, 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 and his tail is pointing to grapes. Yay! All right, you win. <laughs> That's it for grapes or blood throw. Boy, I hope next week is blood throw. It's a lot more of a, of a show. Those are our real ratings getters, honestly. But uh, you know, grapes grapes episodes never really go that far. But whatever, it's fine. It's fine. All right. Well, we'll see you next week, maybe if the ratings get decent. Boy, you know, we should just call it blood throw or blood throw. This grapes thing. <laughs> Nobody fucking cares. Don't dance with me doing the batty bat.